Okay, welcome to Learn About World Cuisine. Let's tell you what you're going to hear today. First 15 minutes, we are covering Bora Bora and the French Polynesian Islands. Uh, most famous for Marlon Brando, uh, the, the legendary story goes he, ha- he bought an island out there. Uh, first 15 minutes is going to be fascinating facts. Going to blow your mind in our first 15 minutes. Second 15 minutes, our very own Peter DeFeo, actor in The Sopranos and many other hit movies, uh, will join us. He's going to give you his real-life experience in Bora Bora and the French Polynesian. Our last 15 minutes of this podcast will be our very own alcohol expert, Matt Maratea. And Matt is going to give you the best alcohol pairings with the cuisine. Keep in mind, if you're not a traveler, you have no, uh, you have no opportunity to visit the shows that we do, keep in mind you're going to learn something about the world and the world cuisine by listening to this episode. doesn't mean even if you can't make it there and you, never, you know you'll never be there in your life, we give you at least a quarter of the show. Uh, at least a quarter of every show has fascinating facts that is going to blow your mind about each country we cover. How do you listen to the past episodes? Easiest way to do it is go to phillyrestaurantreviews.com and there's a very convenient link that'll take you to all our past shows. Greece, we covered Italy, we did China, we did Russia. And uh, you'll get a better idea what it's like to live in those countries, plus uh, mind-blowing facts about the cuisine. Let's get started. Bora Bora! Bora Bora is one of the most secluded islands on Earth. It's pest-free, and it has no snakes. So you can actually live in the grassy uh, knoll in Bora Bora, and you don't have to worry about getting bitten by snakes or pests. It's located halfway between Australia and the United States. It is surrounded by a coral reef and a beautiful lagoon. The island was, here's interesting, the island was formed over 4 million years ago as a result of a volcanic eruption. So basically there was a volcano that erupted and that is what created Bora Bora. Uh, Bora Bora is very heavily supportive of the U.S. military. It was a U.S. military American supply base in World War II, a very crucial one also. Some people refer to it as a romantic island because it is just about perfectly gorgeous. Uh, tattoos in Bora Bora have a sacred meaning, and they encourage couples that visit the island uh, to get a tattoo once they get there. It's very sacred to them. Lots of movies have been shot on Bora Bora on the island. Uh, here's what I found most interesting is half of Bora Bora's population is under 20 years old. So you got a whole uh, island and half of the island is under 20 years old. It was voted in the top 10 of the world's most beautiful beaches. So think about that. In the entire world, 190 or so countries, uh, they made the top 10 in the world's most beautiful beaches. There are a litter of uh, species living in the oceans of Bora Bora. There are tons of different uh, creatures in the ocean. Uh, The name Bora Bora translates to firstborn in English. Here is something that's going to blow your mind. I promise everyone, every episode, we are going to tell you something that's going to be mind-boggling. Here it is. If you wear a flower in your left ear in Bora Bora, It means that you have a significant other. You are taken. But if you put the flower in your right ear, it means that you're ready to party and you're ready to mingle and get down and boogie. (laughs) So when you go to Bora Bora, if you go with your wife, make sure that flower is in the right ear. (laughs) Uh, There is no B in the Tahitian language. And thus, in Tahitian, it actually means Pora Pora because there is no B in their entire language. Uh, There are zero forms of public transportation. So if you're traveling to Bora Bora, which not many people probably are, but if you're traveling, uh, keep in mind there's no form of public transportation you have to pay to get everywhere you want to go. 
Uh, I believe this was an Academy Award-winning movie. The movie Couples Retreat with Vince Vaughn was shot in Bora Bora. <laughs> it has won hundreds of Academy Awards. <laughs> but the movie Couples Retreat was actually filmed in Bora Bora. It was shot with Vince Vaughn. Hawaii gets... Here's what I'm laughing... This is why I want to drive home the point. This show is for you to learn about the world you live in, learn about the cuisine you live in. I know a lot of people are not going to be traveling to Fiji. We did Fiji our last episode. A lot of people aren't probably going to travel to Bora Bora. And here is a stat that probably says so. Hawaii gets more visitors in 10 days than the entire French Polynesia gets in an entire year. So more people travel to Hawaii in 10 days than the entire island of French Polynesia gets in an entire year. Uh, we like to talk about important people, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. So we're going to give you a stat with an important person. Kim Kardashian <laughs> said that on her vacation to Bora Bora, it was one of the best that she ever took. And uh, like I said, we, we keep up with national figures, <laughs> very important people that are a lifeline to our economy. <laughs> Kim Kardashian has said that uh, her vacation in Bora Bora was one of the best she ever took. It has a, uh, Bora Bora has an extinct volcano. It's, it's extinct. It's in the center of the island. Uh, what else we got here? Um, it is considered to be French Polynesian. So the island is actually considered French Polynesian. The ma main language spoken in Bora Bora is French. And then they speak Polynesian at home. And there are some very good French restaurants. If you go to a resort in Bora Bora, which I believe is 2000 a night. <laughs> so I don't know how many of us can afford that. But if you go to a resort in Bora Bora, uh, they actually have some amazing French restaurants. The uh, yeah, I just read it. The average cost of a bungalow in Bora Bora is a thousand bucks a night. Uh, the main port of transport in Bora Bora is boats, so they travel around by boat. Uh, so there you go. We gave you twenty-five fascinating facts about Bora Bora. We have seven minutes until our co-host Peter DeFeo. Comes on and tells you about his experience in French Polynesia and Bora Bora. So let's start and give you some fascinating facts, mind-blowing facts about the French Polynesian islands. Uh, Protestant and Roman Catholic are the dominant religions. Over half the population uses the Internet in French Polynesia, which is pretty good. Uh, the word itself, Polynesia, means many islands. Uh, they became a French overseas territory in the mid-20th century. That's important to understand. Uh, this, the French Polynesia is owned by France, and they actually can vote in their elections. In 1946, Polynesian citizens were granted French citizenship. Uh, France stirred up trouble in French Polynesia by testing nuclear weapons in 1996. So that caused a lot of protesting. Uh, France wanted to use the French Polynesian Islands as a nuclear weapon uh, testing site, and they, uh, they said, oh, no, that's not going to happen. There's been a lot of instability in the government of French Polynesia since the mid-2000s. Uh, French Polynesian Islands actually send three deputies to the French Assembly. So, uh, you know, I guess a lot of people would not think that they are citizens of France, but they actually are. In the 2017 census, 69% of the people in French Polynesia lived in Tahiti. I think we said this on our Fiji show. I think there's like a couple hundred islands, but only 30% uh, are occupied. Uh, 2017 census also indicated that 89% of the French Polynesian uh, people were actually born there. So there's not many people from other countries relocating and living in French Polynesia. Uh, the population in 1907 was only 31,000. 73% uh, of the people in French Polynesian islands speak uh, French, 
and 20% speak Polynesian. 95% of the people 15 and older said they could speak, write, and read French. Now think about that. Nine out of 10 people you meet in the French Polynesian islands are literate in French. They can speak it, they can write it, and they can read it. Uh, Surfing is huge in the French Polynesian islands. If you're a lover of surfing, uh, it's not that not that hard to get to French Polynesia, and that is your spot. Uh, French Polynesia is huge for surfing. 46 paved airports, but only one international airport in French Polynesia. So basically you have 46 airports, all paved, and only one gets international uh, travel. Tahiti is the largest of the French Polynesian islands. Canoeing is actually a nas- the national sport. Uh, they shake each other's wrist and kiss on each cheek when they gr- all right here it when they greet their family members. So if you're born in French Polynesia and you see your sister on the street, the uh, the protocol is that you shake her wrist and then kiss each other on each cheek when you see a family member. Uh, cyclones, earthquakes, and tsunamis are very common in French Polynesia. So if you go over there and you're planning a vacation, make sure you research to make sure there's not going to be an earthquake, a tsunami, or something like that. Cyclone season is November to April, so maybe we should avoid those months. (laughs) Cyclone season is November to April. Uh, by law, it's actually a law in French Polynesia that you have to carry ID everywhere you go. And if you go over there, one of the biggest attractions in French Polynesia is to watch a dance performance. So uh, that is what you want to do if you're planning a vacation or maybe if you, you just want to learn something new. Uh, French Polynesian dancing is big over there, so make sure you uh, take time to uh, take up on it. Once again, we're going to go to commercial break in about two minutes. I just want to prepare everyone. Peter DeFeo, our co-host, is going to come on at 30 minutes into the podcast. And he is going to give you his real-life experience in both Bora Bora and French Polynesia. Uh, So if you guys are at home and you're saying, hey, I wonder what it's like to... uh, Visit the islands. Keep in mind, this show is not a literal show. I'm not. We're not doing the show because we are marketing to people that are definitely going to travel to these places. Obviously, Russia, very few people have visited Russia. Uh, this show is just so you can learn new things. I spend a quarter of the show giving information about each uh, country that we talk about. It's interesting uh, to learn. So if you like to learn new things, you're fascinated by the world, and you want to know more about the world cuisine, that is what our show does. We are obviously... Uh, We don't think people are going to visit China every day. We don't think people are going to visit Russia every day. But we have shows in our archives about those countries. And basically, those shows give some really, really interesting facts. It's very interesting to me to see how other parts of the world live. And this show does that for you. So let's take a break. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, Peter DeFeo will give you his real-life experience. Uh, Not something that we researched. It's actually what happened to him in French Polynesia. Let's go to break. Hey, everyone. We hope you're learning a lot from this fantastic episode of Cue Your Cuisine. We hope you're learning new things about the cuisine we're talking about. But we have another show. Uh, I want you to go to all podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and search for Dining on a Dime. It is a food show geared towards helping you save on your monthly food budgets, whether it's at a restaurant or a supermarket. Uh, We teach you tricks and tips on how you can save money, whether out at a restaurant or in the supermarket. Or you can simply go to Google and search Dining on a Dime podcast, and it'll come up. Uh, It'll be first on Google, and you can see all the places that you can hear our outstanding show. 
Once again, stick with us on Q Your Cuisine. I want you to subscribe, click subscribe, and give us a review, whether good or bad, on all podcast platforms. And thanks for listening. Okay, we are back. Uh, just so you know, we'll switch the camera. That's an old name for the show. The show is Learn About World Cuisine. Right now, on the phone, the legendary actor, writer, artist, Peter DeFeo. Let's talk about French Polynesia and Bora Bora, my friend. Oh, my. What a great place. What a great place. Fantastic. I'll yeah. tell you, uh, my uncle, you know, my uncle Mickey, well, when you save all that money, you know, from listening uh, to Kevin's show, uh, <laughs> then you <laughs> then you could, you could go to Bora Bora. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is unbelievable. But anyhow, so uh, my uncle Mickey, they called him Poncho, right. was, was with uh, uh, Donald. Um, hold on a sec. Okay, Peter DeFeo giving you his real life experience uh, in Bora Bora. Uh, Bora Bora is famous for Marlon Brando. Uh, he is the one that bought the island. Back in the 70s, it was a big deal. Marlon Brando owned the island. Uh, he bought it. Uh, he lives there. And that is probably how most of you know about Bora Bora uh, and the French Polynesian Islands. That was the island uh, that Marlon Brando. Go ahead, Peter. Continue, my friend. Well, my uncle, uh, Mickey Poncho, he called himself, uh, Ellis, was with Donald Dunk out of Oakland Air Force Base. And uh, they went, they worked in uh, Oak, uh, Bora Bora during the Second World War. It was used as an Army uh, supply place. Um, Mickey uh, loved the place. He said, Pete, if you ever go anywhere, you have to get to Bora Bora. So uh, while I was in the South Pacific, it was a little out of my way. I said, let me, let me hit it and do it. So we went into... Uh, Tahiti, um, and we went to Raiatea, Marea, and it takes a seaplane to get there because there's no landing field in the uh, in Bora Bora itself. It's just uh, the flat area around a volcano. Uh, the uh, got in a seaplane, landed, got in a little boat. When you finally get on shore, you could walk, or they'll give you an old bicycle, an old-fashioned bicycle, and uh, or you you pump your way. Uh, it was fantastic. It was great. Uh, we were in a uh, hut that was grass-topped. It had uh, stone about 18 inches to 24 inches high all around it. It was just one room, so everyone had the privacy of being in their own little hut at the time. Since then, back to Bora Bora, um, it's become more commercial. There's like two hotels there now. Uh, when I was there, I met Marlon Brando. He was building... A, uh, like a duplex type thing, and he wanted me to, to share one side of it with him. But I said, you know, how often will I come down here? You know, he says, well, stay. I said, no way. Poor Marlon had gotten up to over 300 pounds, eating that great food, <laughs> that great Polynesian uh, food. So, um, but Bora Bora itself is uh, crystal clear, water's crystal clear, the sand beaches are white, uh, and it, it is just a, a beautiful, beautiful island. The most unusual thing is there's a big rock on top of the uh, volcano, and the old volcano, which is a couple house thousand feet high. The rock must be, I want to say, uh, 150 feet long, about 600 feet high. I mean, a big, giant rock. Yeah, that I think I had that in my notes. There's a volcano in the center of... Uh of Bora Bora, and that's probably what Peter was talking about. Um, yeah, the island was formed over 4 million years ago due to a volcanic eruption, so that's probably what Peter was talking about. Uh, so let's continue while we get uh, this straightened out. Uh, French Polynesian Islands. The overwater bungalow was invented in the French Polynesian Islands which I found interesting. There are 13 letters in the Tahitian alphabet, and we have Peter back. Peter, go ahead, buddy. Peter? All right, let's continue. 
French Polynesian islands are the most photographed of all of the islands. Uh, the word tattoo is from the Tahitian language and goes back all the way back to 1500 BC. So the word tattoo is uh, dates back to the word uh, to the year 1500 BC. Uh, French Polynesian islands have a strong Chinese history. Uh, they're very tight with China. Uh, it is a part of the French of uh, France and ruled by the French. Okay, and uh, there is no mail delivery, and people need to walk to the nearest post office uh, in French Polynesia. Uh, the Chinese make up 12% of the population. Answer machine for Peter. Answer machine for Peter. Uh they export pearls and vanilla in French Polynesia. Uh, Peter? Peter DeFeo? No. Uh, they export pearls and vanilla. It covers over 2 million miles in the South Pacific. And Peter made a good point when he was talking. He was saying that in World War II, uh, the U.S. used... Uh, French Polynesian Islands as a or Bora Bora as a supply base, uh, and for the world World War Two, and that's why a lot of your veterans, uh, you know, uh, who who fought in the war know very uh, Bora Bora very well. So if you were, if you have a grandfather, go up to your grandfather, say, hey man, have you ever uh, been to Bora Bora? And he probably has. It was a Big, huge American supply base uh, back for the war. So uh, that was a major, major reason why we won World War II, thanks to Bora Bora letting us use their uh, their country or their islands as a U.S. supply base, and that's what Peter had talked about, and that's one of his, the reasons he has been there. Uh, Peter also talked about. Uh, they were shooting a movie at the time called uh, Cyclone, and they wanted me to be in the movie. Besides, uh, they needed my look, you know, or, or whatever. Uh, but I had to get back, of course, to the States. So I, I couldn't, uh, you know, I, I wasn't included in that movie. Uh, are you still there? We're waiting on, yeah, give us your info, buddy. Uh, so let's get to the food. Um, the, the island uh, is, um, there, there's islands around. Around the island, but the food itself is fantastic. Uh, they um, they um, eat oranges, coconuts, uh, tropical evergreen uh, has some sort of a fruit, some unusual taste to it. Roots, a lot of roots, fish, pork, chicken. A lot of it's uh, cooked in coconut milk and coconut water. Um, seaweed, dried seaweed, cooked rice. Uh, sweet potatoes and all sorts of roots. Um, it's it's a, a papaya uh, is dessert, and they uh, take it and they uh, grind it up and make it into like a puree. Uh, that was done then. Now there's uh, two hotels there, and of course you could eat, you know, uh, Australian and American food and all sorts of food in the, in the uh, hotels, whatever. You know, suits your stomach, uh, whatever, whatever you're used to. Uh, I I would recommend going there. It's it's so different, even with the uh, uh, bit change from the two hotels that have come in. But a lot of people would like the hotels rather than being in a hut. Uh, I was very young at the time, that first time I was there. 
Hey, Peter, but let's I, Peter, I would, Peter, while you're on that topic, let's talk about the cost. You had told me on the phone uh, the cost is out, is a lot of money, isn't it, Peter? Oh, yes, to get there. I mean, you, you know, you fly out of L.A., and uh, just to get there is very, very expensive. You know, uh, uh, it takes uh, uh, 20 hours or so. Wow. Uh, you know, it, it, is, it is a uh, heck of a... Uh, a trip. Uh, the uh, the whole thing today, the I under, the rooms are up to like a thousand dollars a night. Wow! You know, yeah, that's there. exactly right. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it was it, it was uh, back then it was it was like almost nothing. I mean, the rooms were like twenty thirty dollars a night back fifty years ago, and and the price just kept on going up, going up, going up, and uh, it became you know a lot more commercial. Those Adder Islands that surround the reef, they're, they're on the reef itself. Um, they're like uh, the New Jersey coast, and you have the uh, bay in the middle, uh, except it's more exaggerated. They're about 1,000 to 2,000 feet deep and a quarter of a mile to almost a mile long, and there's uh, wild pigs on them, and, and it's you're totally alone out there. Uh, and and on the one side is this nice bay, which is 13 feet deep. The whole bay is 13 feet deep. Right. And then the other side is the ocean, which is five miles deep, and and the barrier reef hanging away on the, <laughs> on the situation. But it, it, it's a trip that I would recommend everyone doing it. I recommend you do it in, like, May, June, uh, earlier season than that. It's rainy and uh, cyclones and and all sorts of heavy winds and rain and humidity. But in May, it's like perfect. The end of May is like the perfect time to go. Um, now, as it, far as... Peter, I'm sorry to interrupt, but as far as cuisine, uh, the research I have done, and you are a real-life person, says that there's tons of great French restaurants in the resorts. So yes, in the in the, the new resorts that they built, they have French restaurants, and of course, if you go to Tahiti itself, the main island, um, that's always been commercial. Right. Uh, so so there's restaurants. You know, it's it's like any uh, city. You know, uh, but it's in, has to be, be in uh, Polynesia, you know, French Polynesian area. Uh, but but uh, Bora Bora, I'm just talking about Bora Bora itself. Right. Uh, Bora Bora itself, when, when we went there, uh, the people they we they cooked what they what they had, what they ate. There there's no real uh, animals uh, that were left on the island. The island has no snakes. Uh, everything has been brought there. The pigs have been brought there uh, because it's a volcanic island. Uh, the island is. Uh, uh, divorced of that. The only thing it has is these crabs, and uh, the crabs are one arm is very short, and the other arm is gigantically big, and they run sideways, and uh, they're pretty funny. And they, they uh, as I'm driving the bike on, and they're only on the rough side of the island, the side that no one goes on. Um, and they, of course, they eat those big claws, you know, those, uh, and they they cook whatever whatever they can uh, at that time, and whatever they, they had at their access to right today of course they bring in food it's a different a different situation and uh, uh, we're about to go to break but we're going to continue with your real life experience peter uh when we come back peter's going to continue because it's nice for someone to do research and tell you things but when you have someone that has actually lived it it's just more interesting so let's go to break peter you stay on the line and we'll be back My co-host, Peter DeFeo, can be found on IMDB, Peter DeFeo. YouTube, search Peter DeFeo. Facebook, Peter DeFeo. That's D-E-F-E-O. Peter also has 17 movie productions underway. DeFeo's pet project is Crazy Italians. It will have you going crazy later in 2020 on local television. Crazy Italians will be released. So please be on the lookout for this fantastic show. 
Okay, we are back with the very own uh, Peter DeFeo, who we just talked about in that commercial. Uh, Peter? Well, thank you very much. I heard the commercial. Oh, good. And uh, the show, Crazy Italians, have been changed because everyone's worried about being prejudiced and, <laughs> and uh, you, know, you know, what have you. It's now called Recipe for Love, and we had one of the first shoots on it last weekend. Uh, that was quite an experience. I had to get, uh, oh yeah, we had to get, uh, our testing. Philadelphia has free testing, uh, on, uh, uh, Sampson street between ninth and 10th. And my doctor tested me. And when we got to the site, they took blood and they tested us every day. They had nurses on site and everything else. Okay. Uh, so recipe for love. And I'm playing a restaurant owner. Oh, terrific. <laughs> so, so that's my, that's my role as as a Italian restaurant. And owner. and now so, you are, now you are an expert analyst on uh, learn about world cuisine. Uh, let's talk about Bora Bora or French Polynesia. Very good. So um, yeah, the the, uh, the women are very very friendly, very outgoing. Um, they all had a nice uh, flower on their right ear which uh, tells me that they were saying, hello, here I am. <laughs> and and they, they'd actually say, they'd actually come up to you. I mean, I'm with my wife, and they would just actually say, hey, Papa. And uh, they, and I'm sitting, and they would pull my head to their belly, you know. <laughs> give, <laughs> that, they, they were so beautiful. <laughs> but, um, you, you know, it, it was very, very, very uh, friendly. No one owns anything uh, on the prop, on the, uh, they don't own people. They don't own cars. They don't own houses. Uh, everything's about love oh, wow. and, and, you know, and, and the, the world is, it's all, uh, you know, generates around love. So, which is, which is <laughs> something to, you know, consider, especially in this world with so much hate today. Um, so, uh, you know, of course I, I went down with the uh, pork and the chicken and the coconut milk and the rice and the sweet potatoes, a lot of roots, a lot of different types of roots that they use, um, you know, in, in their cooking. Um, I guess um, you know that's that's about it. You could probably could bring uh, bring in uh, the man who talks about the different alcohol alcohol pairings. Matt Maratea, yeah. yeah, he'll be with us soon. Uh, Peter, let's talk about. Uh, we're trying to get it across to our listeners uh, that this show is to teach you about the world we live in and the cuisine. It, it, we're not doing shows to market towards people that can actually go to the islands. Uh, we did a China show. We did a Russia show. Uh, Peter is one of the people that is giving you information that you'll never learn anywhere else. If you're going, uh, you know, you don't have to be going to the islands or the countries that we talk about. Uh, this show is to help you open your eyes and learn about the world. Peter, talk about how different, because we still have a few minutes. Talk about how different the other countries are. You've been all over the world. Uh, how different are other countries than the United States? That's the point we're trying to get across in this show. I mean, there's a well. The amazing thing is, uh, the thing that amazed me more than anything is the people. Of course, speak all these different languages. That's not amazing. The people all look different. That's not amazing. The people have different types of structures and food that they eat because of what's available. Right. Uh, the amazing thing is, all people are the same. Yes. All people are, are the same no matter where you go. All humans have the same desires, loves, and uh, way that they think. The, the, I mean, we're all made the same, and it, it is just so beautiful. Uh, that was the revelation that hit me. You know, like when Japan, I was just, you know, we fought Japan. We had a war with them. Oh, hated, you know, 1940s. We yeah. hated the Japanese. Uh, we were hanging them in effigy and, and burning their uh, uh, the dolls off the poles and stuff and all. They were the nicest, nicest people you ever met. Uh, they were so friendly and so courteous and so gentle. You know, what are, what are we doing fighting these people? Right. What are we doing war with these people? You know, uh, it just, uh, you know, that, that, that is probably the, the thing that stood out the most in my mind in all my travels. Now, my travels started... I was married at 18, and um, I built my wife a house, and next thing I had a tremendous business going. By 23, uh, I had matching Mercedes-Benzes and this 5,000-square-foot house and three children, and we started going on vacation. 
And so vacations, we did vacations, oh, two, three times a year for the rest, you know, for the rest of the period of time. Now, she's gone. Uh, she died at 80 years old, uh, you know, on her 80th, uh, right after her 80th birthday. Uh, but uh, I'm glad we did it when we did. And uh, uh, we've been everywhere. We just, we, you know, we, uh, we just think of a place and let's do it. You know, let's, let's go ahead and do it. And so uh, that's where a lot of this conversations come from is, is from my travels during that uh, whole period. And Peter, Peter, I told you on the phone, but let's share it with our audience. Uh, we're growing every week, so let's let's share it. Uh, this show was created because I worked at a hotel, and I met international travelers. I worked at, uh, for the Hilton uh, for a couple years, and I met travelers coming in and out, and they would tell me stories about different countries, especially Europe. And the stories they would tell me blew my mind because I couldn't fathom Living in the USA, of other, you know, I, I didn't understand other countries until I started talking to them. And one of the stories I heard was that a lady was in Europe, and you know how they have peanuts on the bar, like everybody does. They put peanuts on the bar and on the table. And she nonchalantly grabbed a handful of peanuts, and it was on her bill at the register. And she... <laughs> The, uh, she what? said it was somewhere in Europe. I think she said Germany. I'm not sure. But it was some, somewhere in Europe. She was just at a bar like everybody else, and she grabbed a handful of peanuts, and on her bill, she got billed for grabbing a handful of peanuts. And I just that always stuck with me because that is unfathomable to me, and that is, why <laughs> the, and that is how this show was created. Another re, uh, story I heard at the hotel was that in other countries, they will give you the hot dog, and you actually have to physically put it on the bun yourself, which blew my mind. Uh, it's, it's a regular, everyday occurrence in Europe. If you get a hot dog, you actually put it on the bun. They don't. So they don't serve you the hot dog in the bun. So, I, you know, stories like that is what inspired this show. So have you had anything interesting like that in your travels? Well, uh, yeah, well, I did in Sicily, um, which is my uh, mother's uh, hometown. Um, we went from uh, Palermo to Messina, and it was late at night. And when I got to Messina, I could speak a little bit of Sicilian Italian. And uh, the guy said to me, uh, I thought he said, how do you like our spread? <laughs> and I said, I said, ah. And I ordered everything. I ordered the whole spread. <laughs> you you didn't know what he meant. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not that big a guy. I mean, where do you want me to put that stuff? I could never finish it. <laughs> but that's... So, I mean, of course, you do, you, you do have things like that that happen, you know. Right. Uh, different places you go. But that's the point yeah. of the show is to teach people... Like, when I heard the story about the woman getting charged for grabbing a handful of peanuts, it blew my mind. And I heard other stories at the hotel uh, that I worked at, because I worked overnight, and a lot of people would go down to the lobby and chit-chat. And I just heard so many fascinating stories about how they live in other countries that are just something I couldn't imagine, you know, being from America. Uh, I think we talked about it in our Italian show. I want everyone to go to phillyrestaurantreviews.com and look at our last uh, past shows. We did an excellent show about Italy, and one of the things we told people was there's actually a service charge just for walking into the restaurant. Correct, Peter? Oh yes, yes. You have to be also. You have to be very careful in Italy and uh, Greece and some of those uh, Southern European countries. Uh, there's a lot of people coming from the Middle East. And on Sundays, uh, the gas stations are closed. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, because it's a Christian holiday. And you pull into a gas station, and a kid will pop out. You know, he looks Italian, could be Indian or whatever, and a Middle Easterner or whatever. And, uh, you know, you pay him, and he pumps the gas, and you take off. And all he did was put the uh, knob in your tank and no gas he just took your money and he doesn't work there so you have to be very very careful very careful of that right uh, you know 
there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world today, uh, a lot more than than was going on in in the 50s and 60s and 70s. You know, so, absolutely. And it's just so interesting to me how different the rest of the world is. We talked about we covered China and Asia. Go to phillyrestaurantreviews.com. Uh, listen to that show. One of the things we said in that show is how important relaxation is in Japan. Correct, Peter? Oh, yes. Yes. They, they, um, oh, uh, they, well, of course, they have different healing methods through relax, relaxation. Right. And uh, relaxation, they understand that you, you know, tension is not good for you. And, and uh, everything is, then they are relaxed people. I, I never, I didn't see one of them that was cursing and spitting and uh, jumping up and down and screaming. They were all uh, super relaxed, nice. Um, they also, their systems, uh, their um, transportation system. Uh, when you went from, when you go from one area to the next, you buy a ticket. That ticket cannot go through the wrong turnstile. So you can't miss. So there's no tension. You know, you try the turnstile, don't work there. You try it on the next one. You have to know how to read Japanese. So everything is designed to keep people relaxed and calm. Uh, even the bullet train has uh, young, beautiful young ladies coming down selling water and, and, and a very nice, it's like you're in an airplane, you know, very, very nice um, manner. They're, they're, you know, they wonder why they live longer, you know, uh, because of that attitude. Absolutely. And uh, I met a guy, I told you, I worked with at the hotel, coincidentally, uh, who said that when he was in the service, a Marine, uh, he had a very stressful life until they stationed him for three years in Japan. And uh, Japan is where he changed his life because he learned how they relax. Their culture is all about relaxation. Uh, they learned, you know, he learned how to relax, and it literally changed his life. He was on the road to a heart attack until he went to Japan and got taught the methods for relaxation. So it's interesting. Those are the kind of things this show teaches you. We don't expect everyone to listen to the shows because they think that they can get to the countries. We're looking to teach people uh, how the rest of the world lives uh, just for learning sake. Correct, Peter? Oh, yes. Did you know that the uh, Japanese and the Chinese hate each other? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It just, nobody, it hasn't come out, but they hate each other. They, they, they are just so different. And you think, oh, they're all Asian. Also, when you go to the uh, other peninsulas, that go around, you know, Taipei, Taiwan, Korea, Vietnam. The northern ends are so much different. It's not only North Korea, but it's everywhere. And it's because those people are half Chinese. Okay. You know, they're right at the border of China. And, and uh, their, their culture is, is totally different. I don't recommend going to the north, north side of those islands. Uh, you want to stay on the tips that are French or English, you know, have been you know, uh, you know, for years, uh, and, you know, work with those people. They have different culture. Exactly. Different culture. All right, Peter, Peter, let's, let's do some quick plugs and we will talk to you in two weeks. We're going to be highlighting a fantastic country. Give your plugs. We got to go, we got a minute and then we're going to go to commercial. Where can they find you, Peter? Uh, Where could you find me? Yes. Oh, you mean just call me back or what? No, no, no. We're going to end your segment. Tell uh, tell the people where they can get a hold of you. Oh, okay. Uh, they could look me up, Peter DeFeo, fine artist. Uh, they could look me up on IMDb, International Movie Database. Okay. YouTube, Facebook, uh, or they could call me at uh, 610-565-2000, and I could send them even more information. Uh, on that situation, or if there was snail mainly, it's Box 2000, <laughs> Media, and, Pennsylvania. And you're helping people get started in the acting business, correct, Peter? Yes, I'm a SAG actor, Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Movie and Television, and Pioneers of Broadcasting. And, yes, I'm helping people every way I can. 
anybody wants to get into the business, let me know, and we'll help them from they want to become a producer. Uh, we have uh, what, what I'm offering right now is you put the money up, we produce the movie, you get your money back in a year through a tax credit through the government, and 13% plus you own 14% of the movie. So, uh, you know, that's uh, yeah, a lot. Uh, I got a lot of work I'm doing. <laughs> and, and probably, probably the best, probably the best way, Peter DeFeo, actor at gmail.com, correct? Exactly. All right. And you can get a hold. You want to get in the movie business? That's how you do it. Peter, thank you. We'll, we'll talk to you in two weeks, pal. My pleasure. All right. nice We're going to commercial. Thank you. Cure Your Cuisine is available on all social media platforms. Go to Facebook, search Cue Your Cuisine. That's Q-U-E-U, Your Cuisine. Instagram, Cue Your Cuisine. Twitter, at Cue Your Cuisine. Follow us on all social media platforms so that you never miss an episode. Okay, we are back. Bora Bora, French Polynesian Islands. And we're about to talk to our alcohol expert, Matt Maratea. Uh, we're getting him on the phone now. And once we get Matt on the phone, uh, we will be telling you the best alcohol pairings uh, with the cuisines from the islands. Uh, while we're doing that, let's talk about more info. Uh, French Polynesian Islands have a Catholic church made out of Carl. Uh, there is no mail delivery, and people need to actually travel to the post office. They actually have boxes in front of their house that actually get delivered bread instead of mail, which is interesting. Uh, they export pearls and vanilla. In ancient Tahiti, they were experts in archery, yet bows and arrows were never used as a weapon in war. So think about that. You guys, are they were experts in the field of archery. Yet, bows and arrows were never used when they fought any of the wars. Uh, black pearls are very plentiful, and Tahiti is the only place in the world with a black pearl museum. Uh, people, people say to me all the time, they're like, you know what, your show's okay, uh, but I love the alcohol part. So we are getting Matt on the phone. They're like, I need, I, I, no offense, but we usually skip the segment four <laughs> just so we know what kind of alcohol we can have uh, with the cuisine you guys are talking about. Uh, uh, French Polynesia, uh, they still perform stone fishing uh, where they kill fish with stones. So I think I've seen that before, and that is the weirdest looking thing. They go into the water with stones. And they look at the fish swimming by, and they kill them with stones. So that is still performed in French Polynesia. I think it's performed on uh, special occasions and that kind of thing. It's bordered by Kiribati and Hawaii. So Hawaii is on one border. Kiribati is on the other. Uh, the pol population of French Polynesia is estimated to be 280,000 people. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, rainy season is from December through uh, December through February, and it's warm all year round. So if you're going to travel there, I would skip the rainy season. Uh, a lot of times you can, uh, you know, that'll lessen your risk of getting bad weather when you go over there. Uh, French Polynesia, as Peter had said, is one of the islands. Uh, Peter mentioned one thing in his segment, that there is a section of the island uh, that has wild pigs, which I thought that was interesting. Uh, so there's a whole section. I told you that not all of the islands uh, are inhabited. And that was what Peter was telling you. Uh, he was saying that there are islands uh, with wild pigs uh, running around. So we are trying to get Matt on the phone. Um, the average lifespan in French Polynesia is 77 years old, uh, which I thought was interesting. 
They export coconuts, pearls, and vanilla. Uh, their currency is a franc. So I told you they're owned by France. They're a part of France, uh, and they pay with uh, francs. Uh, they pay for their stuff, and that is the French currency also. They have a 98% literacy rate. If you go to phillyrestaurantreviews.com and you listen to our past shows, uh, we did Fiji and Samoa. And surprisingly, Fiji and Samoa have a 99% literacy rate, which means 99% of the country can read and write. And uh, French Polynesia has a 98%. Uh, to have such a high literacy rate is incredible. Their national holiday is Bastille Day, and that is on July the 14th. Uh, so let's talk a little bit while we're trying to get him on the phone. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, about our past episodes. If you go to Philly Restaurant Reviews with an S dot com, you can hear all of our episodes. Here he is. The man of the hour, the man with all the power. Matt, I'm handing the ball off to you. Tell us about the alcohol pairings, my friend. Hi, Kevin. How are you guys doing this week? Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, again, you, you've struck me with a bit of an out-there <laughs> location. That's our plan. <laughs> now, now uh, is this you that's tormenting me, or is this... Uh, that is Peter. That, that that is our co-host from the Sopranos and American Gangster, Peter DeFeo. He is picking the places that we uh, talk about. <laughs> so it's him. Okay. Okay. Well, Peter's going to have to pay me back uh, for this <laughs> research that I've been having to do. Uh, but I, I I really love uh, tropical flavors, and you know these places like uh, Bora Bora. French Polynesia, the Tahitian Islands, uh, they have some wonderful food, some wonderful flavors, and, you know, nobody uh, immediately thinks, you know, beer when they think of alcohol pairings. You think Mai Tais, which, I mean, of course, that goes, you have your pina coladas, uh, maybe you want to get a little margaritas in there. All of those work, but I like to focus on beer, as you know, and that's sort of where my expertise lies. Absolutely. So... It is, uh, it's a fun challenge to try to find something that mixes with these fresh tropical flavors. So Matt is giving you the alcohol pairings. Okay, so like I was saying, when we have fresh fish that goes in raw coconut milk, right? So that's totally different from, say, you know, a typical ceviche where you've got the, you know, fish in the lime juice uh, and some different things of that nature. Uh, there you want to go more bitter and when you have these bright uh fruits these mangoes these papayas that mix in uh with say your seafood your ahi your mahi mahi i'm drawn immediately to uh i don't know something like say an ipa right because an ipa is going to have that level of bitterness uh typically comes with these citrusy flavors right so you're going to have your lemons you'll have your lime uh something of that nature which will Oh, which will pair with that. And then, you know, from then on, uh, the bitterness really evens out the sweet that, uh, from these types of high fruit flavors, these sugary coconut milk, you know, things, for example. Right. So I definitely look in that direction uh, when it comes to the type of pairings we want to do, typically for uh, fresh seafood you know, and different things like that. Absolutely. And then you have, yeah. Then you have you want to go to, uh, in a sense, the colonial roots, right? So in that region, there was a huge, huge French influence, and that persists today through the cooking, through the cuisine. So that's something where you want to start taking a look at. Well, now what would I pair if I was thinking uh, along the lines of doing some type of French dinner, French, you know, cooking tactics. French flavors. There, you want to get maybe into a little bit of barrel aging, right? Because they have those deep flavors, a little bit of oaky, a little bit of wood, uh, something along those nature. Uh, you know, something in that nature, in that vein, really. 
Nice. Very good stuff. Matt, I had told I had told Peter, can we please stop torturing you with these uh <laughs> with these island shows? Matt, let's talk about one thing. When you go to the islands, you think tropical drinks, right? Yes. Uh what are some of your favorite tropical drinks uh that you like? Uh well, uh, I, I think it's, we've got to go with uh, one of the ones that I mentioned earlier. I, I'm a sucker for uh, pina colada, especially nice. if it's frozen. I think, yeah. If you can get a nice brain freeze from it while getting that uh, pineapple flavor, uh, I, yeah, any any day of the week for that one for me. And that goes with most island cuisines, really, right? Yeah, yes, I would think so, definitely. So if you're out in a tropical island, like the islands we have been talking about for two weeks, probably a pina colada would go with most of the stuff you're going to be eating, really, if you think mm-hmm. about ceviche, yeah. etc. So that's interesting. And, uh, Matt, I just got a word that you would like to me to refer to you as king. Is that correct, king? Uh, because Matt is my Matt is my new leader. Uh, for Last Out Media Network, fantastic website, lastoutmedianetwork.com. Tons of really talented writers on the site. Plus, you can listen to our show live on the station. Uh, but, Matt, talk a little bit about the Last Out Media Network uh, writing team. I'm going to start writing for you guys. Uh, talk a little bit about that, the lastoutmedianetwork.com. Fascinating. Yeah, uh, Last Out Media Network, we uh, have a state-of-the-art uh, podcasting facility, uh, as you know. We Absolutely. have you know, a couple of in-house producers. We were running a, a real tight ship over there with the studio. And then we also have uh, you know, a variety of shows that come in through that. We have you know food and world traveling, like here with world, Learn World Cuisine. Yep. We have uh, different sports-related shows. We have a couple of other things that have to do uh, with a little more uh, culture uh, and some things like that. And then we have our writing staff, right, which is uh, I think we're up to 12 of us now all contributing on a semi-daily, if not daily basis uh, to the site. We are plugged in. We get credentials for almost all of the major sports teams in the Philadelphia area. Uh, We go to a lot of boxing shows. We talk wrestling uh we really uh, anything music culture uh we're adding you in uh to handle food uh and you know once you start uh, opening that door i'll be sure to follow uh with some beer absolutely and uh it's great thing matt give your plugs we're about to end the show uh how can people find you talk about your excellent podcast etc good Yes. Uh, well, you can find me on social media, uh, Matt Maratea, or you can search specifically for the handles. That's mmaratea22 on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me, and then you can also find my podcast, the Sporting Chance Podcast, on there as well. at Sport Chance Pod on both Twitter and Instagram, uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, Google search, it usually pops right up to uh, dominate the first page of Google on that one, which is fun. Nice. Uh, yeah. And what I like about you. And your, you can also end Last Out Media, yeah. And what I like about you, your show, Matt, is it's kind of like just a conversation, and I like, I like that style. It's just a conversation between you and the listeners. So it's a pretty cool yes. podcast. I really like it. Uh, thanks a lot, Matt. And uh, we are our, our other show, Dining on a Dime, is syndicated on an FM network in New York. So we're very excited about that. Uh, starting yeah, next, definitely excited for that. Yeah. Starting next show. So we're going to increase our listeners uh, by a whole ton. <laughs> so thanks, Matt. And we'll see you on the Dining on a Dime podcast. Okay. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Talk Kevin. to you in two weeks. All right. Bye bye. All right, that's going to do it for our show today. We want to thank the contributors, Peter DeFeo, Peter DeFeo actor at gmail.com. If you guys want to get into the acting business, Peter starts people in the business, producers, writers, etc. Peter DeFeo actor at gmail.com. Thanks again to Matt Marita. Last Out Media Network, actually, really, lastoutmedianetwork.com has some incredible writers. And uh, check out that website. Lots of nice sports stuff, lots of other things on there.
We'll be back in two weeks, and we promise we're getting back to the countries. We have done two weeks of islands. Two weeks from now, we will do countries. We'll do a really exciting country. Have a great two weeks. Check out our new podcast, Learn About World Cuisine, where we travel to a different country from around the world each week and give you fascinating facts about both the country and the cuisine. Our world traveler gives you his real-life experience in the country, and our wine expert gives you the best wine pairings with your cuisine. Our podcast is available on all platforms, or you can simply Google Learn About World Cuisine to listen to the show.